The St. Charles County Veterans Museum is a 501c3 nonprofit business. The museum would not exist without the donations of our generous community. Your donations ensure the museum continues to share and preserve the stories of our veterans. Would you like to be part of something special? To donate, visit sccvetsmuseum.org and click on Donate. The Dog Tag Podcast may at times cover sensitive topics including, but not limited to, suicide, abuse, violence, severe mental illness, sex, drugs, and alcohol addiction. You are advised to refrain from watching or listening to the Dog Tag Podcast if you are likely to be offended or adversely impacted by any of these topics. Neither the company, host, director, or guests shall at any time be liable for the content covered causing offense, distress, or other reaction. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. The primary purpose of the Dog Tag Podcast is to educate. The views, information, or opinions expressed on the Dog Tag Podcast are solely the views of the individuals or guests involved and by no means represent absolute facts. The Dog Tag does not accept responsibility for their views or comments. Welcome to the Dog Tag Podcast at the St. Charles County Veterans Museum with your host, Jason Galvin and Dominic Masters. Today in studio live, we have hospital corpsman, second class, Jeremy Greenlee and senior airman, Amanda DePew, who is now a licensed social worker. Dominic, go ahead and kick us off. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing great, man. Hey, tonight is a little bit different around here. Generally, it's you and I in this quiet, wonderful museum. But tonight, we have some other guests, even than our our podcast guests. We've got the um, Boy Scouts, local Boy Scouts. They came up tonight to do um, flag retirement ceremonies, and then uh, there was a, a a little bit of a tour planned for tonight that we didn't know about. So ladies and gentlemen at home, as always, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate all your feedback and you guys listening and downloading and liking and everything. We appreciate that. But tonight's a little organic. You're going to hear some background noise and uh, we have some awesome boy scouts and their families in here checking out the museum and um, taking in some history. And there's a lot of artifacts here to play with. So that said, as always um, come by and check this place out. It's really nice. It's a little gym. What's going on with you, buddy? How are you? Man, I'm doing great. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been in here. I think we came in here, uh, what was that, right before Halloween? Yeah, for our Veterans Day. Yeah, we did our Veterans Day podcast. That was a good one, bro. You did great cutting that thing up and editing. I appreciate it, man. It's, uh, and thanks for being here with me. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's get right into it with our awesome guest that uh, we okay. brought in tonight. All right, sounds good. Amanda, we're going to start with you. Um, right. How are you? Today, how, what's going on? You doing okay? I'm doing wonderful. I've had a. I came off a of vacation on Wednesday. Where'd you go? Nowhere. Oh, well, that's good. A it, staycation. It was a complete staycation. I stayed on the couch. Equally as important. Yes. As the Bahamas. Well, one hundred percent. Sometimes. One hundred percent. And uh, Wednesday, I came back and had a, a vet that I work with. He was housed. Nice. Housed a vet the same day. Came back to work. And it's looking like I may have another one housed 
next week. So All right. It's been a heck of a week. Awesome. I want to know about that. But we like to start with background and kind of history. Absolutely. Where are you from? Where would you grow up? Where were you born? All right. So, well, I was born in Newport News, Virginia. Um I'm a Navy brat, so I'm kind okay. of from all over. Um, my, um, I've been Puerto Rico, Texas, California, Japan, um, and my dad chose to spend like his last ten years on sea duty, and so we came back to Southern Illinois, where I'm from. Okay. I guess when we're not traveling, um, and so I graduated from Centralia High School in '97. Okay, um, and. Um, I had a son in 98 um, when I was 18 years old. Nice. Um, he's my rock. And then I tried community college for a little bit. Didn't work out. And so the thing in my family was um, it's either college or the military. Um, Good options. And so I, 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 I initially didn't know that I was pregnant when I was going to the recruiter Mm -hmm. um and so it turned out um once that was known it was like okay no go yeah um so I really just kind of floated around for a while met my husband after I did have my son the 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 work was depressing um because I've always had a very strong drive to do something um so I decided I was going to go in the Air Force. There you go. And uh, 2003, 2002, I went and talked to the recruiter. Yeah. And um, had to lose some weight. And in 2000, yeah, 2003. So I guess it was 2002 when I went to recruiter. 2003, I left in February. Nice. Hey, we like to ask around here, uh, you call it something better than an aha moment. What do you say? What was your, that thing? Like an epiphany? Yeah. Yes. Well, like, what was your, okay, so obviously it's family, your dad. I mean, that's yeah, just going to family yep. part. Of it. But, yep. like, what was that thing where you were going, all right, this is what I got to do? Basically, when I wasn't being able to provide for my, my family. There you go. And we were on, you know, uh, state aid. Yeah. And uh, my son would go to the doctor and he would get misdiagnosed. My dad would take him to the to Scott Air Force Base to see their doctor um, and get a completely different true diagnosis. Right. So I that's it's important. I, I I mean I the military raised me and provided for me, so it only made sense honestly to to do the same thing for myself. Yeah. And historically they have a job waiting for you, right? Yeah. You, yeah, you gotta put the time in and go through the training and yep. all that stuff. But there's gonna be a job and a paycheck Absolutely. By. So all right, well that's all good stuff. Um what, so what did you do when you signed up for the Air Force? What was your what MOS did you go for? Did you get what you wanted? That kind of thing. So my initial um, AFSC, um, that's what the Air Force calls it, um, Air Force Specialty Code. It was actually going to be a cop. Okay. Um, but I had been arrested when I was seventeen yeah. for um, shoplifting. Been there, done that. Sure. And Same, um, actually, I didn't shoplift, but yeah, anyway. I got stopped at the front gate after stealing from the BX. So, uh, yeah, he was born. Yeah. He's one of yours. Yeah, so I get it. Brats, yeah, so yeah, 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 dude. Oh, I, I've got stories for you about my son with that. But it, it, it. Uh, so you couldn't be I a police officer. Be, I couldn't be a police officer. Thank you. Okay. And so um, they were like, "Well, we've got munition systems, um, petroleum, and there was something else." And then they they showed me the amount. 
for each one of their um, enlistment bonuses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ammo it is. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> it was a $7,000 enlistment bonus. It was, it was the most. Um, actually, the other one was um, being one of the folks. I can't remember what they are now. Um, they get to throw shit out of the back of the airplanes. Um, I am terrified to fly. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's a negative. Um, Seems so, like the Air Force trip. was kind of. If you're terrified to fly, that, you you didn't read into that one. Doesn't too the well, Navy right? make you learn how to swim? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, lots of guys. And my girls dad told swim. me he was like when I told him I was going to enlist. Literally, his first words were, "You better not choose the Navy." So I was like, "That seems like a sign for right. sure." So that narrows it down. Yeah, my okay. grandfather, um, my dad's father, wasn't air was in the Air Force. Made it. He made a e eight before he retired. And then my uncles were all army, so the air force only made sense. Yeah, there you go. But if I was going to do it again, I'd probably do marines. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, I mean, some cool shit there. I love that answer, of course, because I'm a little biased. But I understand that. So, wh- how was your time in? Um, was it normal job, kind of everyday hours? How's that? How uh, yeah, absolutely not. Um, so my first duty station was um, Spain, Dom, Germany. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I got there in 2003 and you got there in 2003, 2003 ammo troops. So that's not an ordinary job. Um, they're kind of like the bastards of the service really We're off in the back in case anything goes boom, <laughs> I like that <laughs> which too. could truly, truly happen. Yeah. I mean, we have some goofballs. Sure. Um, I had a pretty decent time actually, um, Senior Airman Blood the Zone select chosen while I was actually deployed. I deployed in September of four, came back in January of six. Um no no no. Oh four to oh five. Came back January of five. Um while I was there, got below the zone, which just means I got to put on E four six months early. Nice. But also put me in the boat where I could test for E five sooner than the rest of my peers. The desert was Atrocious. Where'd you uh, go? I went to Bagram, Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, being an ammo troop, it's just you're off in no man's land, ran by the army. Yeah. Um, so tell our listeners what ammo, what you do in ammo. So I in, mean, it sounds pretty self-explanatory, yeah, but you know, some so, people might not know. Right. So in ammo, um, the technical jargon, munition systems, um, journeyman as you level up, um, but we basically store all munitions um, from your small caliber to your Moab. <laughs> They're just not everywhere. I love a Moab. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, we stored um, the stock for other um, custodial positions, so like the SPs, they had an account. Um, some Special Forces guys, they had an account. Sure. Um, so we, we were... Custodians of that. Um, we inspect the stuff. We store the stuff. We deliver it to the flight line. We, I mean, and then they bring it out to me and my guys where we can use. Yep. I don't know. I don't know that seven thousand dollars signing bonus was enough. I I'm mean, not sure. <laughs> once, I, once I got there and, and learned, no thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, once I got in there and learned, and then once they take your taxes out, it's not even seven thousand dollars. So I felt really ripped off with that. But um, tell you about ripped off. I didn't get a sign on bonus one. Hey, so. that is a rip off. But but you guys, this was a long time ago. Yeah, you know, so you guys are just yeah. So 
I after actually after I got back from um, Bagram, and I took the I want to just point out I took the um, the malaria pills mm-hmm. the entire flipping time. Yeah, didn't realize that I was the only one in my group that was still taking the damn pill, um, and not only just that, which I believe gave me some. Terrible side effects yeah, that sure. still sure. are lingering. I'm sure, man. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it was awful. The nightmares, those are the worst. Yeah. Um, but then um, I did a, um, like a, we did a convoy, but it was kind of like a goodwill mission to do like uh, school supplies, okay. water, you know, food. Humanitarian aid, yeah. more or less. Yeah, um, so we did one of those um, and, you know, the, the villages out there, they had their own security, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I know they have a name, but I cannot remember it. I got you. Um, and I happened to witness one um, strike this young lady in the face with the butt of his AK. Um, and then I got drug off to go hand, like away from that scene because I was reacting. Um, and so I got drug off to, to do, do something else. Um, so that stuck with me for... For a while, um, yeah, of course, and so I, I didn't really have an opportunity to kind of like reflect on that or digest it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, having a kid at home at the same time, being a mom, all that jazz. Um, so I, I know that my psychological state changed, um, but was still war ready, which is you bury it right. You just bury it in that sand that you're playing in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically when I came back home, um, in ammo, we work hard, we play hard. And so that just means it's very, we drank all the time. Like oh yeah, we, we would make a reason to drink. Right. So that's just what we did. Don't and even need one. You yeah. Really, yeah. You know, it's like, Hey, it's a Friday yeah, yeah. and it's sunny. It's Tuesday. Let's barbecue and yeah. cut out at noon. And like, we're drinking. Um, so that's kind of where I picked up my alcohol addiction even more so um and didn't really get a chance i never really dealt with with any of what was going on and then essentially when i got to langley air force base after that um i tried to go to mental health um it turned out that the the tech was dating one of, was dating the guy that i actually worked across the desk from um and so and I knew she was talking because I knew things about other guys in, in the flight that I shouldn't know right. because she was talking. Oh, yeah. man. So I wasn't going to. Word, word travels fast. You mm-hmm. know how it goes, just like everywhere else. Exactly. So yeah. I, I wasn't going to divulge anything. Yeah. Um, so just still continuing to bury it. I get to Langley. They're f***ing with my security clearance um, over debt. You know, like less than five thousand dollars worth of debt, right. they're trashing me over my, uh, my clearance on that. So I really I couldn't get into the bomb dump, mm. um, to do my job. Mm-hmm. So I was working up at the flight, and um, I I had some I worked with some amazing people, but like I had the heart of ammo, and that's where I wanted to be. Um, so, long story short, um, my son had been diagnosed with ADHD, prescribed some Adderall. I took Adderall on a Saturday. I took Adderall on a Sunday. Um, took the Adderall on a Saturday on a whim. 
it worked well for what I was trying to accomplish, which was getting some homework done. Right. Um, wanted to achieve the same effect on Sunday, so I took another one, and then had a UA on Monday. I didn't self-identify. Um, I I took the piss test, mm-hmm. and that's when everything went downhill from there. Um, it was. Can I ask you something? Real yeah, quick? absolutely. I, I read in there self-identify. What's that mean? Like, so essentially, if I had told my shirt or my my uh, <laughs> my sergeant that um, hey, I used this on over the weekend and had never pissed in the cup. I probably would have been There's like, perfectly. They would have fine. found somewhere for you to go for a few minutes. Yep. Some amnesty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It would have been square. Okay. But I didn't, um, and instead, piss in the cup, failed the drug test, and I went to my shirt came and got me after the results came back. A few, it was probably two weeks later, because you know they were checking. Yeah. Before they you yeah. know drug me in, um, and I what I learned out of the, the whole thing was shut mouth and get a lawyer mm-hmm. never say a word you don't know anything you don't nothing nope. because your core values that they drill into you literally mean nothing at that point so i was like integrity first that's our very you know one of our core values of course so i, I told the story what was happening what i did blah 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 um i thought that would save me some but ultimately, in the end, the commander felt I, I, my JAG lawyer helped me to write the paper to say that I met the seven criteria that actually exist to um, save a troop's um, job. Career. Yes. Yeah. Um, he felt that out of the seven, there was one that I didn't meet, which was um, a repetitive use of the substance. So instead of my first day being like an experiment, and then the second day... It was almost habitual, they, the way they look at it. Exactly. Right. And really, it comes back as D-methamphetamine. Mm-hmm. And so sure. my commander, I know, he just looked, he took out the D and the amphetamine and oh, just yeah. saw the meth, oh, right? Because yeah. he sternly was like, he felt as though they just caught me. I've been doing it, but yeah, right. I f- passed four drug tests prior to that. Right. That were, two were... Two were command-driven, like everyone came in, and then two were, hey, your social popped. Never failed a drug test. Yeah. But popped on this one, um, and it was a one and done, and um, I was out. So my taps was literally four days, yeah. maybe five. It's supposed to be like two weeks or something, Exactly, right? yeah. Something more than that? It, at least. Um, it, was the, it was just a push-through. Um, and I actually, I signed my 214 on the day that I was actually supposed to test again for E5. So it was quite devastating. It was my entire identity. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that was my experience. Um, getting out though and trying to make it as a civilian, it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, it's gotten better. I got treatment. Um, I did a 28 day stay, um, at a, in Indiana. Um, because there were no female beds here in the area, JB, whatever. Um, and I was down in Marion detoxing. Um, with, had a one-on-one for two days because I was actively planning. Um, and on my fourth day, they were like, hey, so we don't have a bed available here. And there aren't any available at JB. 
So we're going to send you home, and what we want you to do is to call JB in a week to see if they might have any beds available. Um, and I was like, that's absolutely not what's going to happen today. Um, so I actually called my therapist, and I, I let her know what was happening. Um, and she called to, like, the head psych or whatever at the Marion VA, and within two or three hours I was taking an ambulance ride to this place in Indiana. Wow. Um that place literally saved my life, though. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-eight day stay. The training, the track of the training track they have, the program that they have for vets there. They have three books you can work out of: trauma, mental health, substance abuse. Um, I worked two tracks in the twenty-eight days. I did the trauma and the substance abuse, mm-hmm. um, and um, I did that in. I left in June of twenty nineteen. I've been sober since October 2019 because I did go. High five. Awesome. Hell yeah. I, awesome. I did go back and thinking I could control it. Oh, yeah. But, you know, oh, yeah. it definitely wasn't happening. And my my therapist, these were the words that made me say, okay, I, I'm not going back. And she was like, I'm, I'll work hard for you, but I will never work harder than you okay. for you. Yeah. And I was like. It's impossible. You will never say those <laughs> words to me again. Yeah. And she knows Challenge accepted. Exactly. Yeah. So. I got a funny one for you. I, I've i been through the ringer, too. I just got seven years clean. Sweet. Um, another high five. That's Hell two. Yeah. Thank Love you, Doc. Um, I had an opportunity to go down to JB for their detox, and they had a bed bug outbreak at the time. So, again, when I was told no, it was like, all right, well, the world doesn't want me to get sober. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. do this, keep going on my, well, I, as a, <laughs> as a, as an addict still, um, very happy for you and proud of you. Keep up that good work. Let me ask you something. And this comes around, uh, through our podcast often, especially with me being here, I'm such a big advocate of, of sobriety yeah, and everything absolutely. else and mental health, of course, and all that. Do, did you guys talk about people, places and things? Was that, was that, a, and I know that it was one, it was, we worked a lot on, um, schema schemas. Um, so, um, like for instance, me thinking that maybe I didn't deserve something because I saw that young lady take it to the face. Right. Right. And so because I didn't jump in to, to be able to stop that from happening, I'm a bad person. You're just as guilty as a person doing right. it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we worked through that right, and right. we're, try to make sense of that. Yeah. Um, and that does include, you know, um, person places things throughout that, that whole training. And it's, it's super important. Yeah. Those super are my important. favorite three words because I know that that's what I had to, I moved away from my hometown. I didn't yep. speak to my family for a couple of years. Cause it was like, it came to a decision in my life where it was my wife and kids. She wasn't even my wife at the time. She should have left a long time, but it was my, it was my family or fill in the blank. Right. That's always going to lose yep. to me. So it yep. was like, but people, places and things, man, having to detach myself from, I used with my family, unfortunately. So like having to detach myself, yeah, absolutely. Single mom dude yep. and, and not talk to her for two years. Yep. It was, it was, it was harder than getting off of the dope itself you know absolutely i had to cut myself off from my mother because she's toxic yeah and she was she was my trigger yeah and so but identifying that is is like a lot of people just they there's that little door that has to be open to look through and but that identification is so difficult Uh, it is and but man it's so important see and i like this because this isn't just you and i it's not doc we haven't even talked to him yet but this thing is, I 
I don't know anyone who hasn't struggled a little bit with something or another, right? So it's like getting through that thing can allow you to carry on with your values, your core values, my core values, Doc's core. Jason is not veteran, but he has his own set of core values, you know? So it's like every person that deals with, whether it's war, whether it's this, whether it's that, they all have this set of values that they just have to try to get back on that track. So Super proud of you. Same to you, Jay. You got anything for Amanda? Do you want to move on to Jeremy? We're not moving well, on. No, no, no. I got it. We're yeah. just, we're yeah. just, we're just yeah. flowing. No, I don't have anything else. I mean, I think you covered pretty much what. And if you do have anything else, jump in. We don't. Uh, we, you know, this is just a conversation. Oh, absolutely. That's the way we like it. Yeah, absolutely. So, 2019 is when you. I do have something actually. Please. So, 2019, you got sober. Yep. Is this when you started into social work after that? Tell, tell us a little bit more about that, then we're going to go okay. with Doc. So actually, um, 2019, I was actually already in school. Um, I was getting ready to go from my junior into my senior year. I'd been working as a peer specialist and um, with with um, persons with mental health issues and um, substance abuse issues. I was starting to feel entirely hypocritical about myself assisting these folks and and talking you know the recovery stuff absolutely and meanwhile i'm like i'm get. i know that when i get off i'm grabbing you know a, a fountain soda and a couple of airplane bottles just to get from you know where i worked which was like maybe 30 minutes to my house matter of fact can you hurry this up so i can go get those? you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah i got like you. exactly your brain starts Ex- going yeah my shit's more important exactly and i i i knew I couldn't be the social worker that I wanted to be working with veterans and, and living this lifestyle. So not practicing what you're preaching. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And so I, I, I told my therapist, I'm like, Hey, I think now is the time. Like I, 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 I'm in between class. I don't have a whole lot going on. I think now is the time. So that's when I went to treatment. Um, then I grad came back, finished my senior year, graduated, um, and went straight into my master's as an advanced practice, as advanced standing, which just means I got to go through the program quick in one year. Right. Um, and so that I got my master's in 21. So um, BSW in 20, master's in 21, um, and straight to work. Awesome. And that's something else, man. You know, you're going for a master's degree. You're putting your life and education into helping other people. And then you have to stop yourself and go, I've got this thing I need to deal with. How easy would it have been to walk away and go do something else and just have some job? But you got stuff together and went back and did it. So, like, sobriety, well, to me, it was the biggest accomplishment, I guess, arguably, I've ever had. And then, then like, you go back to school. You take a break, go back to school. A lot of college kids take a break for the summer and don't go back just because Call of Duty came out or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for you to go back and do that, it's it's... That's awesome. I, there was no more room for failure. Like that's the realization need, you yeah, gotta get. To. I needed, I needed this to be whole, right? You know, because just doing factory work—that's not my thing. I mean, it, it needs to be out there, but for me, it's not for me. I've done it for a long time. Um, this is what I've always wanted to do. I knew when I was in the eighth grade when we lived in California. I wrote a letter to SIUC asking for information on their social work program. Wow. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. I just was very stubborn. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But the path that I've walked, I wouldn't trade it because it's what helps me do what I do. I'm and with I you. do my job really well. I agree. I agree. I know that, like, I don't wish that on anyone. No. I don't wish snorting painkillers and smoking meth on anybody. 
but I know for me that it's super important to what to who I am now and what I am and and I, I think I agree with you. I wouldn't. I wish I hadn't done it, but now right. I wouldn't change it. Exactly, you know? I did. So let me make something great out of it. Exactly. As long as you keep pushing and doing what you were meant to do, yep. and you just mentioned you've got people in housing. So I mean, yes. how, what what better gift could you give back to the world it. than to put someone who was homeless into a home? You know, a place I to love it. I you know, as well it. as I do, like having a a comfortable home to go to. There's, period. Yeah. There's. Is, we life. need food, yeah. water, shelter as humans. Yeah, exactly. And it's like Maslow told us that. Exactly. You know, you gave them one of the biggest, hardest things for homeless people to get. Hard to get now food. for anybody, yes. right. especially for vets. Yes. Right. Food, you could you could hustle up some food somehow. Water, mm-hmm. food, it's everywhere. Yep. A place to stay, man, yep. in the wintertime, you know. It's, it's tough. Good without housing, man, it's hard to have a job. You know, it's, it's just yeah. it's insane. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for uh, sharing your story with us for the last, you know, 25 minutes or so. Let's... Let's go with Doc now. Let's see what Doc's uh, history is like. Let's, let's dig into the old let's dig into and it. see yeah. what he's got to offer. And Amanda, you're still part of this. So jump in any time, whatever. We're, we're just moving along. Absolutely. Doc, how are you, bud? I'm, I'm better than I deserve. I, man, that's a good answer. Yeah. I agree. I'm, I shouldn't be doing as well just, as I am. You know, just try to be a better version of me. Every day. Every day. One more uh, One more. Sometimes day. it's... One step forward, two back, and you know, hey. yeah, but that's but try good to be for intentional you. about you know. it. Yeah. So, where are you from? What's your story? Yeah. You know, I just follow up here with with Amanda. She's Please amazing. Do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You're, you're in my life for a reason. We've we've got great things for sure. ahead of us. Absolutely. We're going to talk about those. I love your story. You're so transparent, and the passion is there. So, uh, and it's infectious. So, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for. Well, I appreciate that. Hang sharing. on, Doc. Amanda, like you were saying, having to straighten your own stuff up. You weren't living, you weren't really telling the truth when you were helping these people, but had your own thing. And now you're able to do that conscious, clear. Absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, that you have to give yourself some big time it, credit. It's it's what I lead with when I start talking with my vets. Good. So that they, they know. You're one of there's us. There's no judgment right. whatsoever. Right. Good I, on you. Doesn't matter how you got here, why. Yeah. Let's just get you on your feet. Right. All right, Doc, bring us Doc, home. where man. are you from? Yeah. Where are you born and raised? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a. Jefferson County, okay, uh, guy, just Down about south forty minutes bit. south of uh, St. Louis. I, I went to a little bitty, uh, actually in Crystal City. Okay, uh, okay, little, little bitty school, kind of like Mayberry. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. crazy old school. Um, had, had a really tight family, growing up, a lot of love and compassion. Um, uh, really close with you know all grandparents with the family logistically was very close and emotionally very close so uh, that was fantastic again you know really small school i graduated uh with uh, 39 in my class wow, wow. i had 39 per classroom i mean sure <laughs> right? sure that's that's the norm and right. I, that's the difference between north county and jefferson county it definitely is you know and it was unique i didn't i didn't know how good it was you know until sure you know you don't know what have what you have until you you know, get out of there. Yeah. So, you know, kind of the story is uh, I did well. You know, I had uh, a good student, good, you know, across the board. Uh, but, but it was a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, you know, whatever, you know, president XYZ and did that. And then um, a bunch of scholarships. I went down to SEMO uh, in uh, Cape Girardeau. You can stop rubbing all your 
all your academic achievements. <laughs> I'm just no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm this so, is the good part of the I'm story. I'm proud to hear this, this stuff. This man. is yeah. the, this, this is, is the, great. Uh, the before the fall. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm totally kidding with you, brother. I I, I love that. And uh, and again, if I couldn't get out of my own way, I I wouldn't be here, and I wouldn't have this You're story. Right. You know, yeah. so carry uh, on, president with, and scholarships. Uh, da, 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 yeah, uh, it was gravy. Things were things were going great, and then um, I had free reign. You know. When was this? What are we talking? 90, high school? 90, going into college. Okay, you know? going so, into college. Again, right. I didn't have my support staff. I didn't have, you know, and then I was like, well, I can, wait a minute, I can do what I want when hold I want. Hold on, hold and on. And I literally did that. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. everything but go to school, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, I made the dean's list, you know. Without going to school, you made the dean's list? No, the, oh, okay. the bad one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wow, you are talented. Right, no, those sir. Guys, huh? No, sir. No, and uh, and it was just I, I actually just fell apart. Yeah, you know I I, I missed home even though I was an, only an hour away, and uh, I I just fell apart and uh, couldn't put it back together. Yeah, you know I I didn't have the tools. I I didn't have uh, I was uh, you know emotionally immature. Sure, didn't know it until it's it reared its ugly head, and uh, I failed out and uh, went back home. Tried the the junior college thing, started. You know, working a couple jobs, and I was like, "Man, I have a purpose. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know what I don't want to do." You this know, ain't so it. this is this is not right. it, right? You know? So saw the grind, saw some of you know my uh, you know high school friends that were succeeding in college, and I saw some of my high school friends that were just stagnant and like, "Oh, you've capped out." I was like, "Already." Uh, no offense to these guys to be named. You know, nameless I folks. But I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I had, you know, potential. And again, my parents were huge advocates. And finally, you know, kind of got shored up. And I said, I don't know what I want, but I had a buddy from high school that loved the Navy. And I was like, man, that's a big commitment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, went home one night after, went down to the recruiter. You know, and he told me, "Hey, you like hanging out with friends and campfires?" And you know, I was like, oh, I was yeah. like, oh man, that sounds amazing." That you know? old that old story. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, sat at the table and I went, uh, slid some paperwork over. You know, my mom started bawling. You know, she's like, "No way!" And my, right. you know, and then it just kind of came to reality, kind of sunk in, and uh, you know, they bit off on it. They're like, "Yeah, this uh, this makes sense." You know, do uh, you think that they? Do you like because right as as parents were so much smarter than everybody else, but like do you think that they saw that thing where like we know he's got something going on, but he's probably got to get out of here to go find it. That was it. It was a, it's the bittersweet moment for them. Yeah, you know, and it, as a parent I, uh, with younger kids, I know I'll experience that at some point in time. But yeah. the, but they're like, look, we want you to stay in the nest, you know. Yeah, and we want to coddle you, and but that's. <laughs> But that doesn't work. That won't lead you. It's yeah. not going to make you a, a, a man, right? You know, for or, sure, you an know, adult. An adult, yeah. you know. So um, we uh, we decided, you know, hands in the middle, and said, "Let's go." That's awesome. So I joined the Navy, the world's finest Navy. Sure. Uh, and I uh, I decided to go to Great Lakes in uh, November. It was seventy below zero. Whoa. <laughs> good good time of year for that Great was Lakes. Uh, you know poor, yeah. bad timing yeah. you know but uh, but when it, it's tougher it's better. Okay. In retrospect, okay. <laughs> in, in if retrospect, you say so. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was an eye opener, and and again, you know, um, by design they break you down and, and build you back up, and you know the first couple of weeks I was like, how do I get out of this? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. 
But there's so much camaraderie and our unit, you know, in, in boot camp. We're, we're like, look, man, we can do this. We are going to get better. And we started forming that. And then literally a couple of weeks into it, I went, this is exactly what I needed. Absolutely. This is absolutely yeah. the thing for me. I wish I would have succeeded in college, had a different path, but but here we are, and I can do this. Yeah. You know, and no one here cares about my college at all. It's like yeah, okay. absolutely at all. But yeah, about week two, you start to get to kind of know that guy and that That's guy it. and that guy and that guy, and then now we're a team, so it's us against them. And we did, man. We just bonded, and and, and that's just how it works across the board. I, I hadn't been part of that. I've been in sports teams and stuff, but nothing like, yeah. you know, military where you're like, oh, 450 push-ups later. It's like, oh, you're doing it too. Oh, yeah. Like, cool, cool. <laughs> well, good, walk us through instructor. the next steps. What happens next? Yeah, so, uh, I, you know, I, I enlisted uh, in my MOS uh, was a as a hospital corpsman, which is basically a medic. So you, you fit, you've uh, finished boot camp. And then uh, the Navy calls it your A school for your training. And that happened to also be in uh, in Great Lakes. But this time, it's now it's springtime, and it's beautiful up there. You yeah. know, so, hey, that, now things are turning around for me. But with all military training, it's, you know, a fire hose effect. You know, open up, and a, it, it's, it's eight hours a day for, you know, five months. Mm-hmm. And it's the equivalent of a, a two-year nursing degree that you just gobbled up in just a few months, you know, you can't retain that. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So, so what they do is once you get your A school done and you're certified, hey, you're officially a hospital corpsman, uh, then they put you out and, and do a, a practical application, you know. So I was, uh, got stationed over in Bethesda Navy Hospital right out of D.C. Mm-hmm. and tossed me right in the ICU. Wow. <clears throat> it was awesome, absolutely awesome uh, to see – <laughs> to put my you know training into action, I was like, "Wow, I actually can do this." Yeah, this is insane. This is things that I only dreamed about, and now I've got the skill set, and I'm helping people. You the know, United so that's, States Navy believes in me that I can it do. Was, right? It was it was so cool. That's awesome, and see it in action, and uh, it was very fulfilling. So, in in addition to you know the camaraderie, the esprit de corps things uh i found another passion and drive and that was just helping others i really got a lot out of uh, helping others um so so that was a great experience up there um did well there again so uh when it was time for me to uh, pick a duty station um i had our, so uh, in addition to the a school being a corpsman um the Marines are a department of the Navy, uh-huh. right? And the, <laughs> the, the running joke they is... They gave you a ride, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the running joke is they're, they're the men's department, right? You know, yeah. But uh, so I, when, I, when I enlisted, I had no idea that there was this option to be a, a medic with the Marines. Right. And then once I you know, kind of got turned on to it, I was like, well, yeah, I'm kind of a hard charger now, so let me go Absolutely. Uh, act like a Marine with you know, long hair and let's, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that training down at Camp Lejeune. And that was intense, but I was in good shape, you know, so it just built me stronger and yeah. better. And I was like, man, this is actually happening. You know, this is so cool. So I was able to, uh, after after Bethesda, and I got world-class training there. It was it was intense. Saw so a lot of, you know, with the good comes the bad, you know, so a lot of uh, very seriously uh, sick patients and Lost a lot of them, so that you know, kind of 
hits at you a little bit. You take that home with you, of course. Unfortunately, so, but it's you know you got to got to look at the good. Yeah. Um. But I, so I took that training, and then uh, I was able to, uh, like I said, I, I did well, and uh, I got an opportunity to go out to Hawaii uh, for my next duty station, and I was out there uh, with the Marines uh, for about five years, yeah, five and a half years. Is that Seventh Marines out there? The Third Marines. Third. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, Third Marines. Uh, I was in Second Battalion, Third Marines, and then uh, their headquarters out of, out of Okinawa. Okay. Third MAF. And uh, we did some really hardcore training out there that was so cool. Yeah. Um, so the relationship with uh, the hospital corpsman and the Marine is uh, is unique. And they just treated me like a god. It was so, it was so nurturing, and I could, I could feel the respect and love from those guys, and I'm still very, very close with a lot of my, you know, Marines. Because, you know, they put me right in the platoon. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's not like the MASH unit where you're sitting over somewhere and then they come to you like, I'm... No, you come with us. I go, yeah. you know. And when you hurt, I pick up, and, and they know that. And uh, uh, well, that was just an unbelievable feeling. Cause I, I never felt yeah. that before, that feeling of you yeah. know, respect. and. Well, if I may, when a corpsman, we went through a few of them. Because we were working up to invade in 2003. Yeah, I get it. When a corpsman comes to us, there's always that thing where, like, we'll, we'll get him on his way quick. He's gonna, We're going to figure this out within a day or two, whether this dude's going to be able to hack yeah. it with us. When they make it, they are one of us. That's it. it it's, there's, there is no separation anymore. And, frankly, I just went to a, a reunion a couple years ago. You know, without picking up weapons and doing the stuff that we did, they're like our guys. I mean, like like you said, because we we train on an IV, uh, patching up a hole, like simulated hole for a little while <laughs> until you can get there. Yeah. But other than that, you are the one that keeps us alive. So it's like it's a. a I have a special place. Every Marine has sure a special do, place man. in their yeah. heart for Corbin. So thanks yeah. for your hard work. No, I loved it. Most yeah, of when it, you, you when know, you I can didn't like waking it. up at four and running, you know, six miles flat out. You could take that, but yeah, know. that's part of the job. Yeah, uh, that was, but it was fantastic. Yeah, Again, you absolutely, know, the camaraderie and all that. Um, and I was lucky enough. Uh, I was in you know ninety three to two thousand one. I didn't see combat. Okay, cool. You know, I saw some terrible, you yeah, know, yeah, garrison things and you know some, some suicides. Again, of course. I'm, I'm the first name called, you know, on scene, yeah. and it's just you can't unsee that stuff. Plus, you know, I love this guy. And then, of course, see him do terrible things and stuff. So um, that worked on me. But but for the most part, I, I just absolutely loved it. Got to, got to deploy over to Okinawa three different times. Wow. Um, got up to into Japan and Tokyo and Korea. Um, again, uh, my, my story is. It sounds like a great time. I, lo- I loved it. <laughs> again, I, I never wanted to do the military. But then once I was in, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, I, I did well, um, more back padding here, but uh, I was a sailor of the year a couple times, you know, again, just uh, humbly, my team around me made me who I was, of course, you know, yeah. and that's just what it was. I, every time I, you know, went and did, I was like, let's look over there. That's, that's the team that, that helped me get where right. I was. You know? Well, what's so, funny about you and, and most people yourself, Amanda, any like awards you get, 
there, there shouldn't be, and there probably never has been one Sailor Marine airman that stands up and goes, "You dig, damn right, I did." It. Yeah. All, it's always like, dude, it, I yep, got a Navy yeah. Marine Corps Achievement Medal because of my fire yep. team. It's not even mine. Don't give it to me. Give it to them. Yeah, you know. I, and so it's like it's all right to have a humble brag when it comes to do, being great at your I just job. Just want to say it on sure. the podcast. Absolutely. So share, share. It <laughs> so the world knows. <laughs> yeah. testing, the world testing. knows now. Yeah. Right, thanks. Hey, you, you do. You got his mic turned off, don't you? <laughs> That's and the, awesome. Well, tell us more. Yeah, so you know, from there again, I'm I'm going to make a career out of this. Uh, I got picked up for the a medical enlisted commissioning program, so I could be a nurse. Um, being a corpsman, you get a tremendous amount of equivalency, you know, towards nursing. So I really only had to do a, a little bit of college, and I would and I would have done that um, in the at, civilian sector. You're saying your your training in the military in the civilian sector. You're basically, or is this still while you're in? So what I did is uh, I was getting my nursing degree through the Navy. Right. Okay. You know, okay. The, right. the equivalent, but it was a college degree. I got you. The college accredited those uh, okay. ward hours I and, got the, and the training and stuff. Uh, but then I further, once once I got out, you know, I completed it. You right. Know? But the plan was I was I was very, very close to it, and I got picked up for this program, and then I was going to go off to school and then come I back see. through OCS and, okay. and be a, a Navy nurse. Right. Wow. The timing, again— uh, was uh, we were getting what's it called J- uh, something certified for deployment again JSOC, um, JSOC, yeah, yeah, all that. So, so we were going through the ringer. You know, yeah. we're like, hey, we're going to do a twenty-six mile hike followed by this Cree hike. Yeah. Oh, I just shivered. Just thirty miles, <laughs> at thirty miles in nine hours. You know, and, and so the oh. thing with, with that is, and not that anybody really gets a rest, but the corpsman. Right. Every time you do take a ten minute break, we're just hustling, looking at feet and, and fatigue and stuff. Yeah. So we don't get that break. No. You know. While we're sitting uh, down smoking cigarettes, you there guys. Go, there are you still go, baby. Working. There you go. And so, you know, I may be a little chubster now, but I was I was a little bitty guy. You have you know? a choice, yeah. So and it's like, you know, here's your whatever pack and yeah. then your medical pack. And so it started wearing me down a little bit. I started getting some uh back things. And then we, we just did that back to back. And then there happened to be, you know, who cares, but there's like the Hawaii Marathon was yeah. at the same time that I was going up for Sailor of the Year. So like within two week period, I did like four forced marches, ran the marathon and then had to do like PFT, PRT, just balls out because yeah. I was trying, trying to win the Sailor of the Year, right? Of course. And guess what happened? You know, I cracked a vertebrae. Mm. I got, uh, you know, like seven mild herniated discs, but it was enough to where I couldn't function. Wow. You know, I was like, hey, why don't I just peel off of here for a little while and and spend a month in in this and then uh mri later they're like bro you're done that's it and i was like are you what wait what so that was uh that was shocking yeah i wanted to stay is going to be you know the thing and uh, my trip four or five months of med boarding out and uh, again kind of drinking the the kool-aid you talk about like this is i don't want to do this i don't want to have any disability and this and that's what they they pump down your throat yeah in hindsight, you know, that's I should have had way more documentation on things. But as the corpsman, there's a lot of things that were that I did got seen and, you know, all these things that aren't documented. Right. You know, so I'm working on that now. You yeah, know, I'm working on that uh, process with, yeah, with, with yeah. the group, veteran service officers and, and yeah. stuff. But, uh, you know, so so then it was time for me to transition out and I really struggled. You know, my Superman emblem was was rusting and, and yeah. fading away. And then, uh, you know, I did I did nursing in civilian sector for a few years, and uh, that kind of brings us to to you know just the last few. 
is trying to find more purpose. Yeah. You know, trying to find that, uh, that it factor, you know, the, the missing element that I had in the military, you know, the, the camaraderie, the, the, the ability to, to help those in need. I, I know it sounds, you know, corny, but it, it's what lights my fire and that's what I feed off of. And, uh, and that's kind of what I'm doing now. Well, being, being dependable and having other people depend on you. Yeah, that's big. I miss that still to this day. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I say this often. Um, I know that my, my standards are too high for most of the civilian world, yeah. but the, the only reason that they were, they were built and in, in, ingrained in me like that is because I had a group of people, a couple of corpsmen included that I could depend on no matter what. And I still can for what it's worth. Absolutely. I make some phone calls and have some pretty wild dudes show up right now. Yeah. And, uh, so when that got taken away, not taken away, but when you have to separate yourself and go your own, it's like, I need that thing again, you know, and I need the action. And, and it's like, no, I don't want to go over to wherever right now. Well, sometimes I do, but yeah. for, right. the, for the most part, I want somebody to like count on me. You know, if, if all else fails, you can tell masters and he will run up that hill. He will go into that house. He will da 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 da. And once that's gone, you're in it. You have to separate that people from what I'm saying to not my children. Of course, they depend on me and stuff. But I mean, something else that yeah. fires me up, you yep. know. So, I you know, I, so I I left I left the Navy and then I worked, you know, for for big corporate, you know, one of the major uh, healthcare systems around. And uh, it, you know, I just looked around and went, "Hey, you're not pulling your weight. Yeah. Why are you not doing what you're supposed Get to be doing? Different standard of work for like, you. Absolutely. Get up. Yeah. I was like, um, I don't like this. Yeah. You know. And I can't, you know, snatch you up. No. <laughs> Have some Marines go pick you up and take you, know, you for a little that's talk. That's not going to fly. They right. frown on that, huh? Right. Yeah, they, they frown on that in the corporate world. <laughs> with, yeah. with the There's no snatching. You're yeah. a little too aggressive. Eyeballs. Like, oh, you know, get over here. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what it was. You know, honestly, I was like, had a different standard. I was, you know, misremembering, you know, the hard charger that I was. And I wanted to save the planet. I was like, you know, slow down, bro. You know, it's. No, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I like, hate that. I want to grind this thing out until yeah. it's done. Let's make this happen. Work hard and then, you know, high five at the end. And it just it wasn't that feel. That's the thing you know? I can't stand, the whole it's not my job. or uh, why, don't, why are you working so hard? When another man looks at me and says, why are you working so hard? I'm like, I, I mean, your soul is just yeah. gone. Yeah. It's like, how could you say that to anyone? That means you should work hard. You know, if, if I'm around somebody that's getting it, I'm like, I got to kick this thing that's in another it, gear, man. you yeah. know? It's like I, I get to feed off that. But they don't do that do. out yeah. here. You know, we used to self-regulate when we were in Air Force, Army, Marines, mm. Navy, doesn't matter. We self-regulate. Yeah. We take care of our own. We don't yeah. need to go up the rank structure until we absolutely do. Right. And it's like when you, you know, you go to the boss and he's like, well, maybe they're right. Why don't you chill out a little bit? It's like, oh, I got nothing now. You know, I, I can't, I, I don't want to be in first gear like you people. So that's a tough one. What happened next, man? So what do you go, what do you do from there? The corporate world just isn't yeah, working. Yeah, you know, um, so I left I left nursing and uh, kind of fell backwards into uh, the mortgage world. My uh, brother-in-law showed me a paycheck of his one time, and I went, <laughs> you're an idiot. It's the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> and you, no, no, I, I love him. Uh, but I was like, wow, that's that's available with that with that comma right there, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I, was, so I was drawn to that and did that for uh, a long, uh, long time. Uh, I might have gotten out of it around 2008 uh, because mm. of the market. Good time. Oh, yeah, good time yeah. to get out. But I, but I stayed in because uh, during that time I got married and we, uh, we had a special needs son. Right. And uh, literally we were hospitalized uh, with him, like lived in the hospital for over a year. Wow. So it just 
you know, I wasn't in the mood to go do different career. It gave me the flexibility to sure. to stay in there. But again, that's you know, that's part of my story with this, you know, struggles. Never never had any kind of hardship like that. You know, me me transitioning from the Navy, you know, boohoo. Right. That was tough. But then seeing my, to, seeing my son yeah, forget you know, struggle with life yeah, and nothing. sixteen surgeries and man, lost him man. four or five different times and it was just surreal. Unreal. And, and you know, we never even had any kind of uh disability or anything in our family or even extended family, so didn't really and then it hit you. Yeah. It, it's just surreal. Well, I do. It's like this is happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, social workers are, are, are pulling us to the side it's like, you know, you probably need to prepare yourself for you know whatever and we're like i don't know what are you saying i don't to think me? that way yeah i don't know what you're saying to me and uh we we were just at the bedside and uh gave that little rascal thrive to live and caden just turned 15 oh sweet on september 11th that's a high five that's a high five fives all around yeah, so probably. when you know when when I'm doing the boohoo moment, right, you know, and I'm like, oh, I got another bill in the mail. This is crap. And I go, look at this dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Caden Patrick Greenlee, man. He's, That's he's, awesome. He's my rock. So, uh, awesome, again, put, putting things in perspective. And you hate to have to do that, but you're right. Yeah, you check it, yourself. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of times absolutely. when you're like, oh, I'm having a bad day. That's it. It's like there's some people out that are, you know, people you guys are working with. Homeless. I mean, it's all it's so minor most of the time, you know. Yeah, well, I'm glad I got to share that with you. Like yeah. you said, he's a he's an amazing, amazing little guy. He lights up the room. You know, he still has some special uh, needs, but he's integrated right in the schools. The, the school systems have come so far. I remember whenever I went to school, they just chain him downstairs in yeah, a yeah. water heater and yep. you know, go be quiet. That's yep. it. Not not see him. In it. But he's integrated. He's like the prince of the school. They love him. Oh, Everybody absolutely. high fives him everywhere he That's goes. Awesome, it's like man. this is, you know, we can be good humans you absolutely know? yeah it's in us absolutely you know we just got to get exposed to these Abs- things that's, yep. it. You know? that's it and then you know just uh left the mortgages trying to find some more purpose you know it was, it was neat when i did first time home buyers you know they were ecstatic but you know just kind of humdrum and i lost my my drive on that yeah it so out. Uh, i kind of crossed over careers with uh, nursing and sales i did medical device for a while and that was that was really fun well, there you go being in you know surgery and doing all that stuff but covid kind of put a poo-poo on that sure. uh, yeah uh, i did some you know elective surgeries and trauma and then nobody was hurting themselves you know because they're just <laughs> Sitting in the house, yeah, yeah, you know, and the running Watching joke. Tiger King. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's like a good thing to be slow in that profession, but then again, it's like not for you. You know, it's a good That's thing it. people aren't getting so hurt. But well, that was funny, you know. So I, I worked in uh, maxillofacial and I worked with a couple of neurosurgeons, and they're like, you know, uh, people are staying home uh, and they're just drinking their brains out. Oh right? yeah, and so. Uh, it, there's such a spike in, you know, alcoholism Alcohol and all sales, these things. Yeah, right. But their joke was um, they know their house so well, you know, that they can they can manage their home <laughs> hammered around. without, you know, falling and hitting <laughs> yeah, their heads, yeah. you know. So I don't know if that's funny or not, but it, it is. was, you know. So yep. b- business that's was bad. Funny. And then, uh, <laughs> and then here, you know, recently um, I was like, man, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know what I don't. Again, you know, yeah, kind sure. of, you know, weeding through some things. Process of elimination. And I, and I kind of stumbled upon uh, this position, and it's a, I work for a doctor's office uh, that cares only for seniors, and it's a, it's a different model. And uh, my my role there is uh, I go out into the community and, uh, you know, 
broadcast what we do uh, and bring in members to the uh, to the doctor's office, right? And what I've seen over the last just year is uh, an incredible amount of underserved community. I work in, in South City, and I'm out in these senior communities and veterans and civilians mm-hmm. alike, but they're just melting into the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, not They're isolated. They're depressed. They're, you know, uh, borderline suicidal. They're mental illness. They're not taking care of themselves, and nobody's taking care of them. I see that all day, every day. Are they it, lacking family or family that typically it's, to? you know, so it, it depends on their situation. Sometimes, especially, you know, if there's uh, mental illness or substance abuse, they've kind of burned those bridges, yeah, you know, and, it's, and it is what it is, you yeah. know, or, or their kids are rascals too, you sure, know, and they're out sure. doing the same stuff, you know, they're legacy <laughs> addicts, you know, yeah, yeah. and, uh, but, but, but that's, that's kind of the answer. They, they don't have the, uh, the, the local support staff, or they've been cut off, yeah. you know, from that. And, you know, trying to get that PSA and information out to them, say, hey, there's all these resources for you. And sometimes they pump the brakes on that, and sometimes they go, I don't know anything about that. That's right. shame on us. Shame on us for, you know, for not getting that yeah. that information out there. But it's hard. Mm. It's very difficult. It's literally boots on the ground trying to get out there and um, expose them to what they might be eligible for. Yeah. And that's been a very big, uh, fulfilling part of my job. And that's where you kind of uh, met Joe Rombolo, one of our one of our friends here at the. That's podcast. right. That's okay. right. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's a uh, he's a guy that walks a walk, man. He uh, he has a special place in his heart for for veterans, but you know seniors. Uh, he's a he's a, works uh, for uh, uh, Medicare, you know, insurance. And so I was lucky enough to to fall backwards into him and his company. And they've got a big veteran presence. It is so confusing how the VA and Medicare work together because they don't work together. But there's plans that can put them together. But imagine, you know, you're 80, you know, you're losing some of your cognitive and, and, you know, and then there's other sales folks coming in there hammering, you know, so they're, they're inundated with, you know, mail and and emails and uh, knocks on the door you know it's like everybody's just trying to throw all this information down and they can't trust anybody when it's like upload your pdf to this thing and they're They're like well hold on where's the gas going what did you say phone yeah what are you talking about they need an advocate you know and so that's that's what i'm you know trying to be for them and surrounding myself with uh, referral partners um that are like-minded have a passion for this and then go out and get them. So again, my my career, you know, the job is uh, senior specific. But as a veteran myself, you know, I'm trying to be that air quotes uh, veteran liaison between our office and the VA. And I was lucky enough to uh, to to hear a lot more about some veteran uh, programs uh, in the area. And uh, that's where I was lucky enough to meet uh, with uh, meet up with Amanda and. Uh, We'll tell you more about uh, absolutely what we got going on there, but that's that's Jeremy in a nutshell. Right on, yeah. Jay, you want to? Yeah. So, Jeremy, thank you so much, man. I mean, we're gonna call you Doc. Is that okay? I love it. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> you kidding me? Doc's good enough. <laughs> hey, it. we should have led with Doc. Yeah, but when you got a name like Doc, you know, you got to use it. Yeah, you don't For get sure. to pick your nicknames, and when they're that good, you just got to roll. Yeah, and, right. and any corpsman I have ever met, I think Jeremy included, is just as good with Doc as it is any other name you can I love it. Thank you, guys. 
Well, it's been awesome to have you guys here telling us your personal stories and, uh, you know, your, your veteran story, your personal story. And that this is part one. Okay. Sure. So I want to say keep up the good work, but the good work is coming in part two. That's <laughs> right. The good work is coming in part two. So listeners, stay tuned for part two uh, with uh, hospital corpsman, second class, Jeremy Greenlee, also known as Doc. Doc. Hoorah. And senior airman, Amanda Depew, also a licensed social worker. Let's um, just call her Moab. Hey, that's what no she, that's her. Words. I mean, that's a killer. killer. Work. She's bombs. a killer at what she does. She's that, the bomb. Yeah. She, oh, oh Doc. Come on, Doc. Thank you. Nailed it. I'll be here all week. Nailed it. <laughs> all right. So we're going to sign off of uh, a part one here. You guys stay tuned for part two, and uh, part two is going to be great. So this is us signing off of the Dog Tag Podcast of the St. Charles County Veterans Museum. The Dog Tag is brought to you by the St. Charles County Veterans Museum. The museum is a 501c3 nonprofit business. Do you like our podcast? With your support, we'll continue to bring you great programming. If you'd like to donate, go to sccvetsmuseum.org and click on Donate.